You're my gurney. Yeah. You're keeping me strong. Oh, I like that. Singing me little songs. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I always will. You are my sunshine. <laughs> People of the world, spice up your life. And welcome to Sink Floyd, part two of the June, dark side of the June, January 2020 June, 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 Mr. Sand. It's Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, strongly regretting not singing the tune of Mr. Sandman to make my Mr. Sand joke work. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. But a man who sings and makes all jokes work, Aww. it's James Barron, my co-host. Hello. Hello. That's a very kind introduction. It's me, Posh Thank Spice, you. James Barron. How are you going? <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, we're ready to talk. finish this epic length movie this week on the show i'm sure you've been waiting on bated breath listeners yeah for just a little bit more dune in your life and we're here to help you um because yeah there's still so much to talk about um like yeah. one and a half playthroughs of our album again excellent yeah have you ever have you ever had to pause a movie for over a week and still finish it over a week i don't think so not intentionally mm-hmm. i feel like i yeah. would have done it but i haven't uh, but yeah, it would have just been an accident. I try and yeah. keep like a lot enough time to finish a movie um, if I can. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I would have potentially paused Avatar <laughs> when we were doing it for the show <laughs> and just got yeah. up and like walked around, but probably not for more than like a couple of hours. Um, oh, yeah, nice. A week is so a long So when you time. watch the films for this, do you tend to do them in one sitting? Yep, Absolutely. Pretty much. Whoa. I'm a power ga- I'm a gamer. <laughs> Gareth. Yeah. Just lock- Speed run. Dark just, side of the moon. Exactly. I just lock myself in the room, put the album on in the dark and regret that because I have to take notes. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, wow. that is the, the process for me. Do you, you take breaks, which is probably more yeah, sensible. Well, ever since you taught me how to play both at the same time via a computer. Ah, uh, yes. I like, yeah, I... Usually, I usually I take a break about uh, when Great Gig in the Sky finishes. Oh yeah, and then I like yeah get up and do something. Um, but yeah, I've taken taken some big old breaks. Fair enough. Some of these. Fair play. Um, yeah, my biggest break that I can remember is I did start watching The Matrix Revolutions. I mean, no, The uh, Matrix One Reloaded. Okay, Matrix Reloaded. Sure. I think I might have even talked about it on the show before. Um, and then two months later, I finished watching The Matrix Reloaded. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't even like watching it in real time. Like you could do that where maybe there's a two year time jump in a movie and you're like, I'll finish you in two years. <laughs> Just for that full method experience. Oh, I like that. Not me. With this yeah. time jump, you've got to wait that long. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean it's like two thousand oh. years later and you're like, Oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to wait until the year ten thousand one ninety one to watch Dune. Mm. for the full context the full experience and go oh they they got they got it so wrong this isn't what the future's like at all hilarious it's not about spice it's a herb that we all worship (laughs) we're all hooked on oregano (laughs) the oregano must flow it must it must do i'm the the promised (laughs) 
<laughs> savior because I have all the oregano and I'm just meeting it out at, at Italian restaurants and things. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about uh, Dune. We've got more Dune to cover. Uh, yeah, part du. Part du of, of Dune, Dune. part du. There we go. I like that. Phew. Uh, yeah. Well, yes, previously on Sink Floyd. Yes. Ah. Um, Gosh, do you reckon you can sum this film up in one, what's happened so far in one sentence? Uh, uh yep. The family <laughs> moves house and things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. The yeah. old landlord comes back and starts beating down the door. Um, in lots yeah, of different ways. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They should remake Dune so subtly as like a um, family comedy where a kid moves house of his parents but the guy who used to own the house isn't happy about it. Oh, yeah. And he comes back. Yeah. Comes a knocking. Oh. And then he kills your dad. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is no longer a family colony. <laughs> you have to team up with the other people who still live in the house as well. Who it's actually yeah. their home to begin with. Just other people in the neighborhood. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, are, that have been there for years. They're all old people. And you're like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the lovely Freeman couple down the road. That's like yeah. the last name. There we go. Yeah. Old- and the scary old man, Alexander Worm. Oh. But you tame him. <laughs> He's a bit shy. Halud. Yeah. Yeah. He has to hear the right beat and then he comes. And then he comes. Yeah. He's yeah. drawn in by the fat beats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode like brought that. to you by Alexander Worm. <laughs> yeah. Drawn Oh. Send me a picture of Alexander Worm. Um, okay. I took that as personal request, and I think I will send you a picture of Alexander Worm. Oh, great. I'm hyped. If no one else does. Very excited for that. Uh, yeah. Oh. Shall we talk about the movie, keep going with what we were doing yeah. last time? As if nothing had yeah. happened. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. We rejoin our heroes, Gareth, over the over the heartbeats of speak to me once more for the, into the breach for the third playthrough of dark side of the moon, um, where lady Jessica has just used the voice on, uh, Harkonnen goon who has captured them at basically to kill his mate and set them free. Um, using her powers, Bene Gesserit powers. I like the fact that I don't need to explain any of this anymore because we covered off basically all of it. Um, now it's Imagine just the- how reductive it'll be if you're like, so the Bene Gesserit, though, out of this ancient Oh, right. <laughs> I just explained it every time. No, thank you. Um, uh, yeah. I hope this episode gets more lessons than the one before, like, to know that, that somebody decided to jump in. <laughs> just halfway through a film? God. Mm. We haven't really even explained that that's the case, but, like, we've just launched in. <laughs> Deal with yeah. it. Um, yeah, so, uh, Paul does some, like, fancy footwork and, like, kicks another one over and they manage to, Mm. uh, subdue their captors. They take them out as we go, subdue, um, as we go into, uh, breathe. Um, and yeah, Yeah. they, like, land this ornithopter and then it gets, like, shut down. I don't know how they remote shut down this little, um, helicopter guy, but they managed to Mm. do it. They do throw a kill switch or something. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, they they uh, climb up this sand dune here in Dune um, and overlook the destruction back in Arakeen. They're like, the city is just on fire. There's a huge like blimp <laughs> above it. Yeah. Terrifying spaceship. Um, 
and yeah like everything's fucked and they're just sort of in shock for like a little bit but it is a good vibe mm. for breathe rolling in which is like people yeah. standing shocks looking at destruction kind of works for me weirdly um, right yeah breathe in the despair yeah breathe in yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should send that to Pink Floyd. Like, hey, you guys thought about uh, changing those lyrics? Yeah. Have you thought about it, boys? Now's the time. <laughs> 2022's your year. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not. Probably not. Um, uh, yeah, we go from here to the Duke, who has is, like, stripped naked and is mm. just uh, still frozen from UA's um, poison or whatever, his little uh, dart thing that he shot into him. Uh, and it's just splayed out at the dining table, his eyes like slowly opening and, uh, yeah, he's surrounded by, uh, baddies. Um, all the Harkonnens are here. The, I think the Baron's at the table, um, just, yeah, the other end. Yeah. Just chomping away. Uh, it's, it's like, it's very, um, like, oh, how to describe it? Uh, like biblical portrait feeling with him like mm. like uh michelangelo's david kind of <laughs> vibes out here i don't know with him like splayed out naked um here at the table uh, uh, surrounded by enemies it just yeah it feels very i don't know renaissance <laughs> yeah but, yeah yeah what is it um Car- oh nah my art teacher from high school was just woken up. I assume they fall asleep at 9 p.m. and yeah. just shaking her hand and then going back to sleep because I can't remember what it was called, but they're like really intense shadow paintings and it's all just to show mm. off muscle in the dark and someone's, you know, Saturn's devouring his son. It's those kind of paintings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. I know who you mean, but I don't know the name of the, Goya off the top of my head. Goya is the one who likes Saturn devouring his son, but I can't remember the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's also interesting, like, this... Baron, you know, everything kind of set up in the book and, like, in the David Lynch movie is, like, this is a bad dude. This dude, look look what he does. Oh, he's nasty. And then in this movie, it's like, oh, he goes to saunas and he eats sloppily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Just bad. He's a big, fat boy and he's got things that he enjoys, all right? Mm. <laughs> he likes a good feed. He likes hang out, hanging out in the sauna. Later on, he's going to take a lovely spa. Um Yeah. So, you know, like, he's just a, a lord of leisure in this, mm. in this movie. <laughs> and it's hard to, hard to hate him for that. But it's, yeah. it's mostly his, his deeds that we dislike. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, you know. If anyone's um, not convinced he's evil, then what he's about to do will pretty much yeah, sum it up. Basically. Yeah. Um, we do, like, so these scenes are sort of intercut where... Mm. Um, we're cutting back and forth between Jessica and Paul out in the desert who are like going through the frame kits that they found the little like uh, knapsack things that they had on the um, helicopter and, mm. uh, and this meeting between um, the Baron and uh, the Duke. Um, I, I say meeting, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they find so Jessica and Paul find um, a little like stash of stuff. The compass is in there. There's like a um, a beacon thing to send out word to the Atreides um, and a little note. And it's been put together by Yue because um, mm. he, he's given them a little note in there um, with his little black diamond symbol on it in case you didn't realize it was from him. Um, 
And yeah, he's like given them their best chance to survive out in the desert in spite of being this betrayer. He's sort of like done everything that he can uh, to like assuage his own uh, conscience, really. Because mm. um, he's like he had to betray them, but has done everything in his power to ensure like the the most of the family survive um, this horrible attack. Uh, yeah, which is it's a really tough thing. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so UA himself is, uh, brought before the Baron, um, who basically just doesn't even stop eating and is scolding him as a traitor, um, to the Atreides. And, uh, yeah, UA's come to collect his end of the bargain because it's gone off without a hitch, basically. Um, Mm. and yeah, he floats across the table to UA and, um, he says like, he's one of these bloody uh cheaters <laughs> the, mm. the baron he's like he twists his words around and thinks that's really clever like out on the you ever have <laughs> like like play cards with someone and they they'll be like oh yeah i'll do <laughs> i'll do it this way like and then they'll twist your words at you mm. and just screw you over anyway and it's like that's now i will never make a deal with you again <laughs> you bastard <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's that's the vibe i get like very um schoolyard bully energy from the baron with a lot of his dealings like he did this earlier with the the reverend mother as well where he was like ah the desert will kill them oh i didn't i didn't say that i would kill them but yeah yeah and like when the parents or teacher actually have to confront these bullies and it's just like, nah, nah, but I said, I didn't say I would do it. Nah, yeah. like that's actually going to make a difference. Exactly the vibe, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, if your friend said he was going to streak the playground and everyone like gave him five bucks and then like, um, instead he just paints a small streak on the playground. Exactly. With his like, pen. <laughs> with his pen? His paint pen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it. Ugh. Yeah, mm. that, that is exactly it. And you're like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Never mind. And now he's rich. Damn this child Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's a terrifying thought. I don't want to imagine, like, the boss baby, but it's the boss Baron. <laughs> That's not what I need in my life. Oh, I'm picturing the exact same, like, same size, same mm-hmm. everything. Tiny little propeller hat. <laughs> In all black, like, it's it's the same material as his, like, long trained robe, but it's just Mm. a little floppy propeller hat. It's got an- I haven't read Preludes to Dune, but I'm hoping it's just Dune babies and everyone's little. (laughs) Like the Muppet babies, but- but Mm. Yeah. That makes sense to me. All prequels are Muppet Babies, unless unless otherwise. Like, yeah. you can assume if there's going to be a prequel, it's a Muppet Babies prequel. Um, yeah. If it, if it has to say not Muppet Babies in the title, otherwise it's contractually obligated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only- That's why um, the Hobbit movies all end with not Muppet Babies. Yeah. There you everyone, go. Everyone remembers that. It's on all the posters. Yeah. Look closely. Kind of was Muppet Babies. There were a bunch of dwarves, um, like the little hobbits were all, they're all like smaller people <laughs> compared oh, yeah. to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There yeah. were puppets involved in Lord of the Rings, I believe. Yeah. There's, the, yeah. yeah okay. the, the comparison doesn't end. Uh, <laughs> mm. Anyway. And like, I guess Gandalf's like the big, um, 
the nana that takes care of the Muppet Babies. Whoa. Right? Yeah. I don't know much about the Muppet Babies other than that they exist. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that they're young. Yeah, and that they are but mm. babies. Um, it, it always kind of yeah, freaked me why out. We, that, 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 we should that have leaned more into a Tiny Toons riff. I think I know that better than the Muppet Babies, but only barely. Well, <laughs> it's too late now, <laughs> Gareth. We've made our uh. bid. Once more. And Tiny Dunes would have been the way better pun. Oh, damn it. Oh. Well, cancel the show. Anyway. Yeah. Man, when the Emperor set us up to do this podcast, I think he might have been setting us up to fail. I think so, yeah. He's like, oh. just go into your cupboards and roast alive, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, eh, it seems suspicious, but we'll do it. Um, I'm going <laughs> to dive into that trap head first. Much like Yue mm. has done, because he is uh, getting betrayed. He just gets, uh, will join his wife um, in death, effectively. And he mm. just bloody slits his throat. D- duplicitous. Duplicitous. Hey. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, they're going through those, those uh, kits and there's like uh, a thumper thing in there to protect them from the worms as well. That's yeah. another thing that they find. Um, and then cutting back to the Baron again. Uh, yeah, he just like is sitting next to the, the Duke here and is gloating about his victory effectively, saying that the son and Jessica are dead and that the house of Atreides has fallen. And... Uh, yeah, the Duke uh, unleashes his secret weapon given to him by Yue and just blasts the poison from his mouth, um, mm. bites his little tooth because he like gets the Baron to lean in because he's like dying or whatever. He can, he can barely speak, and he he like whisper speaks. Um, here I am, here I remain. I think is his final words, something like that. And then yeah, blasts this poison into the room. Uh, taken out heaps of the Harkonnens. Uh, they all yeah. you see them like painfully choking and dying. And this, like his immediate death, is um, uh, immediate is, is cut to Paul finding the signet ring of his father and like realizing mm. in that moment that his father is dead as well. So yeah, that's like a sink across, which is pretty cool. Very um, classy filmmaking. Yeah, um, and yeah, they have this like very rough grieving moment uh out in the tent <laughs> and then yeah we're like cutting between them like crying and seeing uh the duke like lying like as he was dead but now surrounded by dead harkonnens in the mm. in the dining room um yeah um from here we've got uh dr dr kynes who's like out surveying the destroyed arakeen as well she's got like a head scarf and stuff on um and uh on the horizon an ornithopter comes in and lands and it's duncan and he's like uh it lands right on the um on the run crash so thankfully yeah. duncan didn't crash but you know it, it it like touches down in sync which is nice um yeah duncan's here basically demanding that um kinds uh reveal the betrayal to the emperor and to the houses so like because she's a representative of the emperor um, hmm. as the judge of change. Um, but she is sort of protecting herself and um, also associates more with the Fremen now than the emperor who sent her. So she's not likely to put herself in that way. 
um, but is going to go with Duncan and try and find the um, the now Duke and mm. Lady Jessica uh, out there. We get like one of the funniest scenes in the movie now where we cut back to the dining hall with these um, dudes in full hazmat gear coming in. Harkonnen's like amazingly dressed to, to take care of a poison attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've got like a big tube that I thought was just like a snake when I first saw it. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that's a big snake. But no, it's like an extractive fan thing. Um, <laughs> and it would be great if they it would. It would be on brand for the Harkonnens to have like yeah, a terrifying exactly. black snake <laughs> that they hang out with. <laughs> um that would that's yeah. a good strong sim- symbol for them but never mind um yeah you know you're doing well as a villain when people expect you to have a snake more than like a vacuum cleaner yeah for sure yeah mm. just like as part of your <laughs> as part of your look um mm. if you got that going on you know you're you're a bad dude bad bad person yeah, yeah. um but yes <laughs> uh they they are exploring like the fallout of this and taking bodies out of the room but who should they find but crouched like a little limpet on the ceiling is the Baron, mm. still alive, hanging out up there, like managed to survive this horrible poisoning blast, like straight in his face. I guess because yeah. he's just so fucking big. <laughs> Unknown. Yeah, he had his shield on as well. He did. But, but I think like, some of the other ones did as well. You see them turning red. Yeah, but it's like a gas. Presumably gas could pass through the shield. The The shield yeah, really only- Yeah, gas is slow. Yeah, it only like- The shields get pierced by uh, like- I feel like it only stops like physical things. Mm. Um, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I feel like you No, need, yeah, like, you're totally so- right. Otherwise, like, Paul yeah. would just pass out immediately- fighting in his um shield because yeah right no oxygen's moving around yeah and also they could just use like shields out in the desert and it would like protect them in the same way that still suits would right if it was like a little yeah. bubble shield because you'd recycle your own air on the inside but i don't know um, yeah no you did right uh yeah he's anyway just, he's just tough he's like little crouched up boy up on the ceiling uh, hanging out up there mm. Lionel the Richie. exact part where you can't get him when you're trying to clean your house <laughs> yeah he's one like uh pernicious uh spider he's just yeah. up there you can't get rid of him he's made his little nest his mm. harkonnen nest what a what a bastard get out of here yeah i've got a shout out to those spiders though there was a fly in my house and the spider i couldn't get was the one who got the fly which wow. i also couldn't get it was like, like f- watching mother nature <laughs> yeah that's like a fable playing out in your <laughs> yeah, real exactly. life i like that a lot yeah. You learned a valuable lesson and then you like mm. you wrote it down in your in your collection your collected works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gareth's fables. They're all like one and a half sentences long. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would sell. That's good. Yeah. You should write some modern fables, Gareth. That's that's what I want oh, for you, you in 2022. <laughs> and then my children have to figure out if they sync with Dark Side of the Moon, all of yeah. my fables. <laughs> That is that is a fabled curse of your mm. of your dynasty. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, Children of Sink Floyd, the series that yeah. follows this one. Children of Moon. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, there we go. Tiny Moons. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Um, also, the name of our branded cereal. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul's uh, having a bad time in the tent continued um, as he's having a reaction <laughs> to the spice in the air. He's got a little like glow stick 
thing <laughs> fresh, yeah. fresh from the rave um but yeah it's, it's seeing the the spice floating around out here and so uh cue another vision where he's hanging out with shani in the in the sands um she's like walking up along the dunes in like a white dress sort of thing white scarves mm. um and yeah uh we like crest the top of a dune of sand and see a like a battle playing out um with these freeman warriors fighting what look like sardaukar but we don't really know um a force doing battle because but the freeman is definitely one side because they're bursting out of the sand as is their move um mm. And, uh, yeah, there's this one uh, warrior doing all kinds of crazy flips and stabs and stuff. Yeah. And then the visor comes up on that warrior and it's Paul's face with um, the eyes of a barn. He's got the the glowy blue eyes of yeah. the Freeman. Um, crazy. He's out here. Mm. It's a, another vision of the future. Um, we get to see, we see um, the Chris knife. Uh, on the ground which is like a, a symbol of this coming conflict as well and um a pile of just burning bodies stacked yeah. high um yeah it's a vision of the future and of um a, a holy war is how he describes it um mm. a war in his father's name in his own name and people are shouting his name over and over and over again um yeah yeah, shouting Paul again, yeah, right? the most normal human name. That's scary in of itself. If you heard That's like so much scarier, if you heard like five thousand people shouting Paul, like yeah. <laughs> something's clearly gone wrong. Mm. Uh, shoutouts to you. If you're called Paul, um, yeah, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah, if you're called Paul and you need five thousand people, we'll be two of those people. Absolutely. I'll sh- yeah, call me by your name. Um, <laughs> yeah they're hanging Pull out me by your name yeah uh yeah we see like them on caladan the um the freeman force as well um mm. like reclaiming it um for the atreides and we see paul and shani like hanging out in the like pod bay doors of an enormous ship um yeah out, like floating above caladan like looking down at their this force um yeah it's very, very dark, <laughs> the, all this future mm. stuff. It's like, I guess this is his most direct um, exposure to the spice. And that's where his visions are like th- coming thick and fast uh, here. He really doesn't have any relief um, from yeah. the effects of the spice. And so he's just like in a haze, um, at least until he adjusts for a little bit. Um, but yeah, he doesn't take it well. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, just that's like this c- is. Oh, sorry. Go go. Oh, sorry. Ah, this is definitely the scene that's like the most. What you were saying last week or last half, um, with the like the idea that it is twisting the idea of becoming the savior. Because mm. he's like seeing this thing, but immediately just seeing like, no, I turn this awful. I become yeah. this warlord, and he's like furious at the whole Bene Gesserit system for setting him up for this. Exactly, yeah. And it, yeah, it reads quite different in the book from, like, it's worth a note, I'm exactly up to the point of the book where we've started this episode. Oh, wow. So I've read, yeah. <laughs> if people are watching me read along at home, um, 
So yeah, I've just passed this point, and it's he's got a lot more of um like a shut up mom energy uh. for like the next couple of like chapters or pages. Which okay. I kind of find really different to um, yeah. how it is in this movie. Because, yeah, he, like, sort of, sh- like, shoves her away in this one moment, being like, fuck yeah. you for raising me on this horrible messiah bullshit and mm. making me a freak who sees visions in his dreams. Um, but then realizes, like, you immediately realizes after that, like, that he shouldn't be pushing her away in this way, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not a. He's got he's got a lot more like pathos than an average fifteen year old. I think would yeah. be. So maybe it is more realistic in the book, but I don't know. Um, it it it's nicer to watch in the movie for sure. Um, yeah, him him realizing. I'm wondering when you were fifteen, if you found out you were the like chosen one oh my to God. a bunch of space witches. Yeah, how would you have reacted? I would have. I think just like immediately fucked it all up for myself but um yeah same yeah like i didn't need that kind of ego boost when i was 15 there's no (laughs) No. way in hell um i think i started last episode saying that you shouldn't like feed into my god complex and that's like super true (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah yeah, i I don't need it i would have been the exact same i would have been like yeah of course i am the chosen one of course everyone else is an idiot i'm 15 yeah and then, like, immediately, like, dropped the ball so bad. <laughs> right. Like, somehow all other all planets explode because of me and my bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. The holy- the oh. space holy war that you start. And it's like, yeah. why, why are we doing this? <laughs> you know? Just like, trying to get a Muse t-shirt, ruining the yeah, whole man. kingdom. Because I can't find <laughs> some Australia. exclusive Muse merch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way. Mm. The muse must flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Um, yeah. So I do like that he like isn't a shitty fifteen year old in this moment, and yeah, he hugs yeah. his mum. <laughs> yeah. That made me feel happy. <laughs> um, and yeah, we see him like later on in the night, like toying the um, with the signet ring and puts it on his finger. It's assuming the mantle of being the duke in that moment as well. Like he, hmm. he's found his way to lead, um, here. Um, and then they hop out of the tent. We see the cute little mouse, um, friend, mm-hmm. friend of the show, friend of the pod, uh, little desert mouse. I love this guy. Yeah. The he's only guest s- we could get was this mouse, but he's, you know, silent. Yeah. He's cute though. He's got the, he's got mm-hmm. very wet ears. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those which ears is are soaked. He keeps flicking water at my at my face, which yeah. is like, uh, it was helpful because it's quite warm where I am, but it's getting more mm. and more annoying. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so- there was someone on TikTok who cr- is credited as the noises behind this mouse. Oh, wow. Um, I wish I'd done the research. I only just remembered when I... When I- thought about those wet ears wow um like and it's just um kind of remixing real mouse noises which yeah you know good to know that's good yeah that's what you would Hmm. that's what i would do that makes perfect sense yeah yeah i like i like that the the person who worked on dune the mouse the mouse stuff specifically is is big on tiktok that is very good I mean, don't judge anything I say as a sign of it being big on TikTok. Like, my algorithm is exclusively small animal (laughs) sounds. I mean, 
That sounds great. There's good, yeah. It's good to be the authority on, on that, you know. It sounds like you've just cultivated a good feed of TikTok, which seems yeah. like an ab... Judging from the TikToks I've seen, it, it would be an absolute nightmare to do so. Oh, yeah. So, this it's, isn't explic- explicitly my TikTok. This is... I get double um, cultivated in that this is Maddie's TikTok mm-hmm. that she then will show me, like, the ones that I'll like the most. So she's really the good sifting. stuff. She's the spice harvester, and I'm just mm. the um, space gu- spacing girl <laughs> enjoying the peaks, the perks. Yeah. Enjoying the, the free travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to the good To laughs. the animal sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like... To set up a new TikTok, I would scare me so much because you'd just be getting everything you hate while you're trying to while it's trying to learn what you like. Mm. It'd just ruin too many of my days. Oh, I've already have to deal with the fact my Instagram algorithm only wants to show me Spider Man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like being mm. born again, like discovering all yeah. the things you hate and then <laughs> and all the things you love <laughs> and having to sort them out. Like yeah, yeah. it's just a rebirth is <laughs> starting a new TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> a new experience Whoa. of life there you go yeah i uh, love the idea of someone like an old june fan who's also a big pink floyd fan having to just get through us talking about tiktok <laughs> all right yeah i'm sorry like my favorite book and album finally in podcast form at last <laughs> oh boy <laughs> no no well, let's move on from tiktok please um <laughs> we've got we're going home home again uh of course mm. As uh, Duncan miraculously finds them as like uh, out in the desert, like immediately. Mm. They've spent one night in the desert and he's just flying over here like right away. It's like, oh shit. I guess they had the little beacon going. Um, yeah. So he could like zeroed in on their location. Uh, but anyway, he, he finds them and picks them up. Um, yeah. He immediately like kneels before Paul as well as the new Duke. Um mm. Like, recognizing that the old Duke is now dead. Uh, yeah. Um, we get a little bit of background um, from Kynes and and him on the ship, where apparently not just Arakeen was attacked, but every populous location on the planet was attacked simultaneously by the Harkonnens and the Sardaukar, which is nuts. Like, that is a very well-coordinated attack. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if they assaulted the Fremen. I don't really know. I think it was just like the settlements of the, of the, um, Atreides probably. Yeah. I think the Harkonnen don't really care about the Fremen. Not they at this point. Yeah. It's like a real threat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we go into Great Gig in the Sky now and, uh, they stop off at a, a research post, um, or like an ecological place. Um, where they were trying mm. to, like, before all the spice stuff kicked off, this was, like, the first settling kind of uh, zone where they were trying to um, make a, like, climate change happen. Um, uh, there's a name for it, uh, like, terraform, effectively, of the planet. Um, yeah. Where they were trying, yeah, they were trying to um, bring the water up to the surface and transform Arrakis into this, like, paradise, de- like, tropical desert um, land. <laughs> Which would have been nice, mm-hmm. um, but then they found uh, the spice on the planet, and of course that all went to shit because yeah. um, if they ch- if they fuck with the climate, then the spice goes away. Um, 
yeah so they've got to keep that balance of this nightmare desert world in order to make space <laughs> travel happen um uh, that's so the most the, clear um one one-to-one of like this being an oil metaphor yeah yeah point. for sure like, you're like oh we stopped caring once we realized there was money to be made yeah exactly <laughs> we mm. were just like actually fuck this planet <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can make cars go very fast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know um, any questions look how fast this car's going <laughs> any more questions fast. didn't think so so damn fast and furious <laughs> oh my god yeah um yeah uh, fast 10 dude <laughs> oh <laughs> i mean i could see it happening honestly <laughs> yeah oh man we just like this car just goes too fast and ends up in arrakis <laughs> you're like holy shit and the dune <laughs> sequel that comes out there's just suddenly uh, fucking Vinny D rolling up yeah. in like a like a Porsche or something, just on a rack. And you're like, what the fuck? How did you get here? Hey, hey, uh, this spice you've got is pretty good. But have you guys heard about family? Yeah, I found I heard about a family in need of help, and I was like, maybe you could join oh. my family. Oh, yeah, I've sold it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they. So they rock up here um, and Jessica and Paul get given some uh, still suits so that they can survive out in the desert. Um, mm. And they make some coffee. The Fremen are out here like spitting into the same coffee cup. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's weird, but fair enough. Yeah, uh, I guess no, it's like all water. the moisture that they have. So they're making like the darkest, grittiest sand coffee ever. Mm. <laughs> Um, but fair enough. That's what you got to do out in, on Arrakis, you know? That's all you got. Yeah. Got to wake up in the morning somehow. Um. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me till I've spit in everyone else's coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, we could man. make that shirt and people who had no interest in the show would definitely buy it. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Write that one down. Um. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh. But yeah, as they're making this terrible cup of coffee, um, some Sardaukar ships roll in to like scope mm. out the place they've been found. Um, so that's not good. Uh, Paul and Kynes are having like a, a argument slash conversation where um, he's asking uh, her if she would testify before the houses and before the emperor, saying that the like the emperor made a move against the family on um, family on uh, Arrakis. <laughs> And um, she's like, first of all, non-committal, saying that they're unlikely to believe her. But even if she did, it would lead to like the destruction of the Imperium itself. Like there mm. would be no, there would be great unrest uh, across the known universe <laughs> if <laughs> they found out like what was going on. There'd be like a war between the houses and the the Emperor and like even more conflict than already is happening. Um and so she doesn't want that. And that's kind of fair yeah. enough. Uh, and Paul's like, well, what if I could offer the emperor something? What if I married one of his daughters? Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> Kinds is like. Very scucks move. Yeah. I'll marry into the family. My family's your family. Um, 
<laughs> but she's like, no, dude, you like they are trying to kill you. <laughs> They've sent mm. you to this desert planet and killed your dad. You have literally no bargaining chips. Like <laughs> you have been sent here to this kill zone. <laughs> um, so not a great plan, but uh, anyway. no, not his best. No. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what she's saying. She's still going to like try and help them, but. Not great ideas thus far from Paul, mm. in her opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, another Skux move from Paul, though, as he reveals to Kynes that he's seen her dream, which is a powerful yeah. thing to say to someone. He, like, knows, like, a bunch of stuff about her life from some of his visions being from her perspective, um, presumably. Like, some of the stuff mm. I, like, I believe, like, the stuff with, like, Duncan among the Fremen and... Um, some of the conflicts that we've seen in the caverns have been actually her memories that he's just like tapped into through the Bene Gesserit powers. Ah. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what's going on. Um, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's saying that like, she's more attuned to the Fremen way of life rather than the emperor anyway. So like, why, mm. why not side with us? Um, and he says that he could turn Arrakis into the paradise that she so wanted um with with the wave of his hand if he became emperor he could make it happen you know um yeah yeah so that's that's an interesting ploy interesting play whether or not he Ooh. actually would when the spice is still very much a thing who's to say you yeah. know yeah yeah um, it's that classic like um live long enough to see yourself become the villain kind of yeah thing. i think that's what's going to happen Loki. Mm. um but yeah, uh, so we go like that's like playing out for all of Great Gig. This um, this sequence with the argument here, and then um, yeah. we see Sardaukar dropping in like Mission Impossible style, um, yeah. dropping in all the wires, uh, and landing, trying to find um, the people here. And we see the coffee cup like abandoned on the ground, and it's because the Fremen have done their burrow under the sand tremors trick where. They just burst up and ambush the Sardaukar. But there's like 40, 50 of them. So they get pretty overwhelmed quickly. But um, yeah. still, shout out to these coffee boys for at least putting up, fighting the good fight. Um, mm. You know, uh, shout outs to those Freeman. Um, yeah. 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 I love the idea of attacking via burrowing beneath. Yeah. It's very underrated. You know, it's like. We all used fly in Pokemon, but you're a real player if you're using dig when you played Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. You're vulnerable to earthquake, but not much mm. more. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Way more likely to use that than like the thunder move that can get you when you use fly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are going into money now as, um, yeah, everyone starts hearing battle sounds um down the hall and uh duncan like goes out to investigate what's going on and sees that sardaukara outside and like seals himself in the chamber between yeah. the royal family and him and like it's it's great he like it's his last stand moment where he gives a salute the um the atreides salute to um paul before shutting the door it's so sick um mm. yeah and then yeah fights off like 10 sardaka um it's and then gets stabbed in the chest uh 
and like when you think he's down he comes back and just keeps fighting um we saw the like aftermath of this in a previous vision that paul had where he's just lying dead in a room full of sardaukar bodies um so yeah he took down like 20 people which is insane (laughs) like the best warriors in the galaxy (laughs) um hell yeah incredible stuff uh heck yeah uh yeah from a man named duncan idaho (laughs) oh such a good name yeah there's got to be a reason like memories of earth we remembered the two best things idaho and duncan donuts yeah what's your what's your dune name your dune name is the (laughs) state in america you most want to visit and the your uh a name chosen at random from a male baby book (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or like right, or like your, No, no, no. You're like your grandfather's name and then Okay. And then random and then state you most want to visit. <laughs> Alright. Alec Oregon. <laughs> I like that. I'm yeah. Owen Chicago. <laughs> oh, that would work perfectly well. Yeah. <laughs> Both of these sound like um if we had to go 22 Jump Street or 21 Jump Street style undercover at a high school and we've got to choose our yeah. own names. What's <laughs> up? Oh my oh, god. In Chicago, baby. <laughs> oh. I drive a car. It's true. Yeah. Mm. It runs on spice. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want a bumper sticker that says this car runs on spice. Oh, just... yes. There we go. Um, Little picture of the Baron giving a thumbs up. (laughs) So much, so much merch this episode. I like it. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. So they like the, the, the bad boys, the Sardaukar start cutting through the door with this like laser pointed gun thing, Mm. uh, which is sweet looking. Um, Again, it's like a a channel. They use similar technology when they were attacking, um, Arakeen, this like uh like magnifying glass hyper fixated light point that just cuts through metal um terrifying just as a mm. technology to exist <laughs> um <laughs> yeah super dangerous presumably like one of the things that would explode if you were wearing a shield um yeah but anyway uh yeah so they start like cutting through and um Kynes and the crew start trying to escape. They run down uh, a hall and then um, Kynes splits off from them, um, leaving the ornithopter to them to get away in because she'll try to like distract, split the party uh, and survive in the desert because she's Fremen Mm. and has the best chance of surviving out there on her own. Um, And yeah, we see her like running out into the desert and uh looking she sees a worm sign um sees like the the sand shifting and shaking out there and so is going to um try and uh ride this worm with her little hooks that she has which is sick we don't really know that here but that's what the plan is um because we haven't i don't think we've seen the like the worm riding until like right at the end um no that's like the big reveal yeah like check this shit out kind of thing yeah we've seen these like hook things before but we haven't we don't know Mm. what they're for yet um but yeah uh yeah so jessica and paul uh run for the ornithopter and um get away as we're into the like um descending scale of time but 
that mm. they've been scoped by a Sardaukar who are going to give chase. Um, Kynes like puts down a thumper uh, to draw the worm to like nearby, but not to like yeah. kill her, <laughs> um, yeah. so that she can uh, ride it. But before she can, she gets stabbed through the back and uh, by Sardaukar, and um, fucking we get the cruising for a bruising uh, ad lib. <laughs> In um, us and them, uh, or, or like no, right at the end of money. Sorry. Money, yeah. Uh, as uh, yeah, she's like she says uh, that she only serves one master, and that's Shai Halud, baby, the big worm, and starts yeah thumping a baseline into the earth with her fist, and yeah, draws the worm close, and it eats, it consumes them all, in its big worm mouth. Um, yeah. It's very good. What a way to go. Yeah. Very worth noting that. So cast your mind back. I'm in the cinema. You know, I know I'm going to sink this one day, but I'm not sinking it right now. I'm just trying to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Having my free time. A hundred percent. This thumping is the same tempo as the heartbeats from the start of Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. I Absolutely. was so excited. Yeah. That rules. Huge deal. And then unfortunately it happens during Money, which is the only song in like <laughs> seven, four time and not at all in sync with the thumping. No, not at all in beat, yeah. unfortunately. I was hoping for that as well, but, but no. Yeah. Which we do. I, ah, oh, so this movie was released in America well before it reached New Zealand mm-hmm. and thus well before we could sync it. We had a fan reach out to us. Or maybe just a complete stranger who doesn't Ooh. care about the show to alert us that you should listen to. He wanted us to listen to Dark Side of the Moon, Animals, and The Wall in order while watching this movie. Right. So maybe if you do that, you're going to get something in time with the thumper. Mm. Um, we did not because we have sworn a awful oath to only listen to Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Um, by Pink Floyd. The blood oath. But you know, yeah, yeah. And it's ugh. every time we do one of these bonus episodes with. Krull or um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Music to Jewel by, we actually have to drain all of our blood out before yeah. we do it. And, yeah. And so then Pink Floyd can't take our blood. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. Mm. The blood must flow. <laughs> yeah. And then we pump it back in yeah. and get ready for Dune. We run it through the album, through the little, like, mm. the ring of the CD. <laughs> <laughs> and just- uh, Ah, that's so scary. Yeah, um, and then put it back into our body, and yeah, mm. <laughs> our one body. Why did I say body? Anyway, um, <laughs> it's starting. Oh no, we've melded. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going into us and them as um, the Atreides crew. Uh, yeah, they're trying to. Uh, they're approaching the storm that was going to be help them get away. They're supposed to like coast along the front, the storm front, so that they're harder to detect. But mm. they're being pursued by. Uh, trio of ornithopters in the background and um, they shoot off these uh, seeker missiles to track them down uh, and yeah the only way to lose them and to lose track of the these missiles is to just dive headfirst into the storm the sandstorm mm. um, uh, <laughs> yeah shout out to Darude. Uh yeah and um, yeah we see that happen they are just like getting absolutely bombarded with sand the like the ornithopters falling apart the windshield cracks like oh it's scary times 
Um, mm. And yeah, the the machine itself is like struggling to operate. We see the like the missiles all like burn up and explode on impact to the to the sand blast that they're flying into. So thankfully, none of the missiles um, land. Uh, mm. But yeah, the the sandstorm itself is taking its toll. Um, Jessica again just like uh, starts speaking the um, litany against fear. Um, dives into that that old chestnut, that classic. Yeah, that hit song. Yeah, everyone's favorite <laughs> hit single <laughs> in, in, in Dune. Um, and yeah, Paul sees another vision of the Freeman, presumably again from the the spice um, in the in the sandstorm being blown at him. And um, yeah, and presumably what is a scene of the sequel. Um, <laughs> We see like a Fremen man uh, guiding them and um, he drops another fucking banger quote from Dune, which is the mystery mm. of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. Oof. So yeah, good. Yeah. yeah um, put that on the Dune calendar. Fucking A. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So he like, uh, yeah, interprets this, this message and, um, of the future and yeah, turns off the controls to the, um, to the Thopter and just starts, yeah, the wings come in and then they are just like a leaf on the wind, you know, flying around. Mm. I do like that. The, the Thopter with its leaves and looks like a little, um, one of those little, uh, ginkgo seed pods, the little propeller yeah. leaves. I think that's intentional. Um, which is oh. spinning around, uh, freewheeling out here in the, in the desert storm. Um, mm. yeah. Looks great. It's worth noting the friend who gives him this advice as well in the yeah. vision. Um, putting his face in your brain pocket because this is something I missed the first time I saw it. And when you actually realize what's going on, like who this guy is mm. um, by the end of the film, you're, you're kind of getting a little bit of the idea of the old Denny the Menace twist that he's oh. doing to this book. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. Ooh. I don't know. I, I feel like I've missed it. So I'm excited. Uh, unless I've got the wrong guy. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm 99% sure. Okay. Is it, are you th is it Jamis? Um, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was, if it was like the same actor or not. It, it's hard to tell in this um, very short vision. You only see him for a yes, little bit. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, I wasn't but sure. But it's like, um, no, you're good. It's like, yeah, the idea is that you're like, oh, cool, this guy's going to be really important to the story. And then when you meet him later, you're like, oh, cool, it's the guy who's really important to the story. He must have some sort of plot armor. Yeah. Uh-oh. And uh-oh. Yeah, never mind. Um, again, yeah, like, they're, they're potential futures that he's seeing, so, mm. um, rather than, like, the set path. Um, yeah. There's an amazing quote in the book that they're probably going to use in the second movie mm -hmm. that's like, he can see the future, but only as well as, like, you can see the way you see now. Like, if there's no light, you can't see. Or if you're in a uh. valley, you can't see beyond the valley. So his, like, future visions are limited based on, like, anything could, could happen. Right. I like that. Yeah. Because of, like, mm. choice and causality, I guess. Like, he can only yeah. see so far. Hmm. I yeah. like that. He sees the... I think it's like he sees the future like an endless world, but when he gets to that, when it becomes the present, it becomes a small door to walk through. Hmm. I like it. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Um, Hey, yeah. June's pretty good. eh? Yeah, I think so. And we got yeah. a good bit now because the Baron's having his lovely oil bath. 
uh, yes. recovering from his uh, poisoning. Glosu Raban is here to give his report because <laughs> um, he's one of the dudes uh, pursuing the Atreides clan. Um, mm. And his dad's just having a wee, having a bath uh, and he won't get out. It's so He looks so awkward. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, he's just talking to the bath, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's always awkward. If, if mm. they could have shot this with him on the other side of a bathroom door, I think they probably would have. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's awkwardly giving the report that, like, he chased them as far as he could and they went straight into the sandstorm with winds blowing 800 kilometers an hour. Holy Yay. shit, that's fast. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then um, there's no way that they would have survived that. Um, and yeah, so the Baron's like, oh, thank God, it's fucking done. We see him emerge like a fucking beluga whale <laughs> coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, he tells uh, Raban to start selling off the spice and to like, uh, he says to squeeze them, to like mm. squeeze the populace basically and make the most money and- yeah, just meter out a tiny little bit because they've got the monopoly back, you know. Like they yeah. can, they set the price, they can do whatever they want. Um, bastards. <laughs> mm. And Raban asks what to do with the Fremen, and he says, "Kill them all." Nasty boy. And yeah, just dunks himself back into the oil. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta recover. This oil's like the miracle stuff. It may look gross, mm. but if you get poisoned, if you've got a sore tum, just dive in the oil bath. For like yeah. a full three days, and you'll be sweet. You'll be all good, recovered. Yeah, back to your your uh, very corpulent floating self. You know, mm. back to your baroning ways. Yeah, that's the guarantee. Yeah. I love Dave Batista in this scene. By the way, I <laughs> this is when it dawned on me, and not for this role, but Dave Batista is gonna win an Oscar before The Rock wins an Oscar. Is my big whoa. Call. And The Rock is going to be so quietly mad. Like, he can't break his brand and be mad, but he will be so mad. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I think you give that- Batista the right director, it's going to happen. Yeah, I reckon that's definitely possible. Like, he's had- he's given some really good performances over the years. Like, yeah. so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, and, yeah, The Rock's films aren't really, like, what the Academy is going for. So, mm. that makes a lot of sense to me. Um yeah, The Rock could win based on because The Rock's only going to play the same kind of guy, yeah. like a man who wears khaki, like who has cargo pants. So like he could maybe yeah. I don't know play like um, the guy who founded cargo pants and like how that might have ruined <laughs> his life. Like, oh no! Maybe went yeah, bring that to some sort of beautiful end. But yeah, <laughs> Batista, he's going to do it. Oh, I love the cargo pants biopic idea. It's just yeah, got, actually. It's just got like pocket. It's got tools in each of his pockets, but he can't fix a broken heart. Oh, oh. that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, no. There is actually shout oh. out to another podcast. Um, Every Little Thing has a great okay. episode that is about like why cargo pants were everywhere and how they just vanished immediately. Wow. And it is due to... um. Oh, Abercrombie and Fitch had like mm. a lot of um, what's controversies based on like kind of racist um, model hiring and stuff like that, like really discriminatory mm. hiring of models. 
So, right. like, it could be, you know, you get The Rock involved in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if he doesn't it, mind, you know, letting the brand go a little bit. That's an interesting story to tell at the very least, you know. Heck yeah. 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 All right, cool. There you go. There's your, there's your Oscar nom. Uh, Dwayne, get at us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, well, one uh, last thing about Batista. Sure. Um, during his uh, second marriage, he began collecting vintage metal lunchboxes. Oh, I like yeah. that a lot. Mm. Good on him. His favorite one has Bruce Lee on it. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's great. Oh, I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, man. Good, good on you. I've got a, a new a newfound love for Glossy Raban by association. Mm. You know? Oh my gosh. I loved him in uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 with his little glasses as well. That was such a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. uh, So they have just been coasting in the ship for um, all of uh, the, (laughs) all of us and them up until like the breakdown uh, part, Mm. uh, the piano zone um, and the, the short, sharp shock uh ad libby bit um and yeah they're they're like nearly out of fuel and the ship is fucked but uh they are finally close enough to the surface of the storm that they can breach it and get out um and so yeah they they uh get out to the top but run out of fuel as soon as they like crest the top of the storm um and so they just deploy the wings uh of the little glider the four little wings one of them doesn't even open and the other one snaps off so they're mm-hmm. just down to two wings and they're just gliding um gliding above a dust storm is a very good fit for the r's and us and them the like the chorus yes, line absolutely really nice um yeah. yeah uh unfortunately though uh another wing does fall off and then they start just spiraling downwards as we get the down and out part of the mm. <laughs> the final part of us and them um they do manage to survive this because they are just crashing into sand conveniently and not rocks <laughs> um yeah. uh so yeah the the ship is fucked but the people inside survive so that's good mm. um and yeah uh they they make a mad dash for the nearby rocks and then yeah we get into uh any color you like the vibey track um oh yeah and they're they're put on their still suits. So There's a bit of a weird moment where um, uh, Jessica like looks over her shoulder at um, at Timothy Chalamet's like tiny boy body. <laughs> like, yes. What is going on oh. in that scene? I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just because it was like complete silence. Like they, we were just getting any color you like, but it was a really weird vibe <laughs> on just that one I'm- shot. So glad you brought this up because everyone, this was the main question when we all got out of the cinema. <laughs> like, not, oh, what do you think Spice does? Or how do you think the Emperor is going to, you know, misuse Glossy Raban to <laughs> introduce the people to his other favorite ne- nephew? It was all, why did she look at Paul that way? Like, yeah, what was this weird so energy? Weird. So, yeah, it's very creepy. So, of course, I went to the home of creeps and I asked the, I asked, I looked on Reddit for, um, 
Oh, oh I'm a get, little stinker. Get burned um, Reddit. Holy shit. <laughs> this is why I think if there was a Reddit for the show, they won't like me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a little mischief boy. Yeah. Um. So apparently it's meant to be, you watch the whole film every time Paul has to get changed, when he gets changed mm. into his formal gear, when he gets changed yep. into like anything he gets told to get dressed by his mom and this ah. is supposed to be the first sign like he just gets straight in, he just gets buck naked and then right into that stilt suit and right. like she's just shocked that he's like doing this without any mention ah. um and that's why he looks back is just to make sure she's doing it too right but it is i'm gonna say it, it's a swing and a miss because yeah. ill everyone thinks is like why are they looking at each other like this yeah definitely it's still like it's like a weird like creep shot of both of them and it sucks yeah but, but yeah that yeah. makes a lot of sense that that is the context but yeah that's mm. that's something again that's really hard to get across in film <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah especially rebecca ferguson is 12 years older than timothy chalamet right who is like playing a character seven years younger than himself but yeah it all just like uh, there's almost not enough of a mother son energy in yeah. the scene or something who's to say it's just something in the look that's slightly off you know and you're like yeah. mm, don't don't like that don't think that that should yeah. be happening out here on these sandy dunes no thank you no <laughs> <laughs> oh. no 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 um mm. <laughs> yeah anyway not on my dunes no <laughs> uh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's the t that another t-shirt no one's gonna buy who okay. listens to the show but a bunch of weird people will is like mother's looking at sons not on my dunes <laughs> it's such a bizarre shirt <laughs> yeah oh my gosh um yeah so moving on from that that creep show we've got uh mm. the mission is now to find the freeman out here in the desert they're sort of aimless um paul has kind of a, a vague sense of where to go because of his visions he, and he mm. we get a cut to um him seeing duncan among the um uh, the freeman again and he's like pinpointing that location in his mind's eye effectively trying to find that uh stitch where the freeman were hanging mm. out um he has another vision here again of uh, him and Shani who are looking at the desert mouse who has made like a weird little tent in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, like a little nest thing. It's very trippy sequence um, mm. over any color you like. Uh, <laughs> just seeing yeah, them for sure. hanging out here. It's very strange. Um, and then, yeah, we have... Uh, a friend will help you follow the friend. And you say that this is Jamis again. I'm, I'm still not yeah. convinced that it's the guy, but it could be. Um, I'm not I will feel so bad if it's not. Also, I'll f not only like bad in the obvious way for messing up who the actors are, but just like I was so proud of myself walking out of seeing this the second time in the cinema thinking I picked up something really wise. Hmm. Oh, I could, I'm like, yeah. it could be. I just, I just am not, I'm not entirely sure. It's like, it's hard to tell. <laughs> um mm. but anyway uh yeah so he's like gonna show them the ways of the desert etc it's this vision yeah. of the future um and then yeah they're trekking across these dunes uh to try and find uh where duncan went to and we go into uh brain damage as we're having to learn to do the sand walk which is yeah. the goofy walk that you have to do um, to not attract the worm they're just doing it out here it is like it's very 
Like, it has to be weird. Like, there's no way to do this elegantly <laughs> because you're you're literally walking without rhythm. Like, it's go- mm. it's going to look strange. Um, but, yeah, I am glad that they commit to doing it. But later on in this movie, they fucking don't. And it annoys the hell out of me. Like, the, lo- <laughs> the final shot of this movie, no one's doing this goofy walk, I guess, for yeah. drama. And I'm like, fuck you guys. You should be all doing the walk. <laughs> you're attracting the worm right now. There's, like... 50 of you guys out here. Oh, made me so angry. Do you reckon they're walking on like rocks instead of sand? They aren't. They're walking on the dunes. You can see the sand. And I'm like, fuck's sake, guys. There's even a a big worm nearby who's zooming around um, at the end of the movie. Oh, made me irrationally angry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah. So they're doing this this fun sand walk uh, move. Um, as we're getting the lunatic is on the grass, of course, but there's no grass out here. So dunes will have mm. to suffice. Um, looking up at that, the, the twin moons again, hanging out at night, um, because they're crossing the desert in the middle of the night so that they don't boil themselves in the, in the sun. Um, yeah, it's the way the Fremen do it is what, uh, Paul says. Uh, I love that he's just like read about this in a book and now is having to do everything that he like read about a week ago. Yeah. It's pretty uh, great. Again, like in the book, this is a lot more like, shut up, mom. This is what the Fremen do. Wow. <laughs> mm. What a piece of shit kid. <laughs> but yeah, here they're much more like looking out for each other and just going along together in the... Yeah. In a bid for survival for both of them. <laughs> like, they're fully aware of the stakes at play. <laughs> There's not much time for, like, fuck you, mums. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, they, um, just before dawn, are, like, hearing the rumbles of a worm, presumably. They're looking around a lot. Um, mm. we, we aren't hearing anything or uh, seeing any subtitle that would give the game away. So I'm expecting that there's a worm imminent um, because they uh, discover that they're standing on like compacted sand and it's too, uh, it's making too much noise and it's attracted the worm. The rhythmic yeah, sound. Yeah, drum sound, right? Drum, drum sand. Drum sand, yes. Which is apparently yeah. a thing in the book. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like a specific kind of sand. I, I, I'm not sure. But anyway. Um, hmm. They make a mad dash for uh, the rocks as they're being pursued by this, like, shifting sand. Fucking outrunning this colossal worm. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, we get the the ooze and um, the, like, uh, of, of brain damage, the, like, the nice uh, closing part where they say, see you on the dark side of the moon. And we see the big worm. Mm. He comes up out of the out of the sand and we see his lovely face. Um, just it's a powerful yeah. shot of of this enormous worm just like staring down at them. Um, yeah, it's a good. You get like a full mm. glorious look at him. Finally, he's not just in the sand. Um, I do really like as well that the um the mouth of the worm kind of resembles a giant eye or iris. Like oh yeah, because there's like a dark hole in the middle, which would be the pupil, and then the iris is the the teeth around it. If you look at it in context, it looks like an enormous eye looking at them, which is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I just think it's a nice looking yeah. visual. Um, but yeah, 
the worm gets drawn away by a thumper nearby. They're like, someone's like out there has saved them. Um, even though I don't think this worm was going to move. He's just sort of looking at them waiting. I guess they would have yeah. been like locked in a standstill forever as this worm just like waits <laughs> for any other sound. Otherwise it's like going to eat them. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, it gets drawn away and they, they get saved as we go into Eclipse. And, um, yeah, they're hiding in these little caverns, but uh, they are not alone out here. Someone, the someone that saved them is, is slowly surrounding them because the Fremen are out here. Um, they're scouts, a group of scouts, mm. effectively. Um, yeah, surrounding them on a nearby glyphs. And bloody Stilgar's here, the leader of the Steech that we met earlier um uh yeah one of the one of the freeman bigwigs out with the mm. on a scouting party um and yeah uh they're like gathered around and um trying to decide what to do with them there's one guy uh jamis out here is bloody hungry for blood <laughs> he's like yeah. i want to claim their their water from their bodies because that's all you're good for <laughs> and it's like Stilgar's like, nah, I've met them before. Like, this guy is the Duke's son, um, and so we can't touch him. And he's also potentially, like, the son of God. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like, maybe we should think that one through a bit more. And he's like, nah, I want to drink his blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're right at the end of this third playthrough. Um, they're just having a big argument about what to do. Yeah. And... Um, Stilgar decides that, um, Paul is young enough that he can learn the ways of the Fremen. Um, they can like teach him their ways, but Jessica is a, a woman and B too old to be trained. <laughs> um, yeah, is what he says. Uh, and so sentences her to die. Um, and yeah, moves over to like cut her throat, but Jessica is a fucking badass. Like, Mm. I don't know if she even uses the voice. I think she just like fucking fights him, wrestles the knife out of his hand as Paul like is beating up other Fremen. And um, <laughs> he gets to the like steals some of like somebody's like pistol and runs up to the high ground to point it at um, Stilgar. And meanwhile, Jessica has like wrestled his knife from him and is holding it to his throat. And mm. uh yeah, it's so funny that now that Stilgar's at her mercy, he's like, ah, maybe I've misjudged you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that you could kill me at any second. Um, mm. My bad. <laughs> Shouldn't <laughs> Hey, have... guys, a uh, new idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe this, this lady's cool. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and we should let her live because otherwise I'll die now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's so funny. Damn right you did misjudge her, <laughs> Stilgar, yeah. you idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, why didn't you say you were a badass warrior? <laughs> yeah. You know, and she's like, I didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you were coming to kill me, remember? Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's like, okay, cool. Uh, you, you guys are under my protection for now. And once we reach the steech, your fate will be decided there. Once we reach mm. the, the settlement, effectively. Um, and uh, we see behind Paul, um, Shani was there and wasn't going to let him shoot the gun. Um, 
and he sort of like has a like oh shit it's the girl from my dreams moment where yeah. he uh he literally can't think of anything to say <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah i like that she like effectively calls him an idiot says that like he chose the hardest way up the cliff um again i think this is like uh an important line of dialogue because it's showing that him that he's like choosing the path of most resistance um mm. literally in his journey as well like and so he has a lot to learn from the freeman in that way but also like his journey is going to be fraught with uh like adversaries and yeah lots of uh obstructions in his path um yeah heck yeah and shani's here oh. to help with that uh yeah it's again like talking about the meta casting in this film mm. just the fact that like yeah like we talked about last time the like the zendaya nation or waiting the whole movie for zendaya to join and then when we see her we're like yes she's here is exactly yes. how paul would be feeling like Exactly. Oh my god. Yes, she's here, she's real. Yeah. She's Zendaya. Her f- <laughs> she's one of the biggest stars in the world and her first film she was in was called Super Buddies where she played a pony. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to just remind the world about that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh my gosh. Actually, oh. you look at, like, obviously she did TV in the middle and, like, yeah. music. And, yeah, amazing, magnetic, I'll say it, <laughs> actor. But you look at yeah. um, just the movie side of a Wikipedia and it's um, playing the pony in Super Buddies and then immediately yep. like her iconic starring role in the new Spider-Man movies. <laughs> like, yeah. What, what a, a jump. Leap. Well, yeah. Spider-Man incredible. himself would be proud. Just an leap. ocean between those two roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chani uh, gets charged with the protection of these newcomers, and mm. but but fucking Jamis is not having it. He's like, "Fuck this! Um, you are Stilgar. You don't make the decisions anymore because only the strongest of the Fremen are the ones who lead, and you were just bested by Jessica. Um, so uh, QED, you don't tell me what to do anymore." Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, he invokes Amtel. Um, or Amtal, I'm not sure how it's said. Um, again, we were on mute. Um, but basically, <laughs> yeah, challenges Jessica for to a fight uh, to the death for leadership of the group. Um, yeah. And uh, still guys like, you cannot fight a woman that's against the rules. Um, and he's like, well, someone fight for her then. And uh, mm. Paul steps up to defend his mum from this battle to the death um yeah yeah and they're gonna have a duel out here uh out out in the sun because the sun is rising as we go into on the run um for the duel um we see a couple of visions that paul's having um pre-fight of him just losing to jamis (laughs) like getting (laughs) stabbed which is not what you need before you're fighting. Just a vision of yourself losing. You're like, fuck. Yeah. That's not helpful, future. <laughs> um, and he hears in his head that um, Paul Atreides must die for the Kwisatz Hederach to rise. Um, mm. Yeah, so Paul Atreides will be no more after this fight, basically, is the idea. Either he'll die or his past self will die and he will become 
uh, Fremen uh, become the Messiah effectively in this moment mm. um, is the idea, I believe. Um, and yeah, it, it says when you take a life, you take your own as well, which is like, whoa, <laughs> because if he, yeah, again, he hasn't killed anyone before in his life. So this is a huge, yeah. like coming of age kind of moment. <laughs> um <laughs> very weird uh yeah dune's a coming of age story uh and that you remember when you <laughs> yeah. killed your first man <laughs> god <laughs> we've all done it at uh, 15 yeah you ever get out there you get given a chris knife <laughs> by the yeah. girl of your dreams and then you just get amongst <laughs> out on the dunes um anyway uh, yeah it's such an interesting loaded scene for paul that they've um and, you know, a couple of wise audience members, because, mm. you know, we've seen that this guy he's fighting, well, he's just had proof that his vision's come true because he's met um, Zendaya. Yeah. And then we've seen that this guy he's fighting will be his friend who helps him. And then he's seen this guy kill him. So we're like, wait, what's going on? What can we trust now? And yeah, it's all going to come to a head. Yeah, very soon. Um, yeah, she gives him the old... Uh, the, her Chris knife says that she doesn't believe in him as the Messiah, but at least you mm. can die with honor, um, which is fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, hands hands uh, him the knife like he has seen so many times um, mm. in the in the past. Um, and yeah, it's just ready for ready for battle. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the symbolic moment of him getting the knife anyway. Um, yeah, we get uh, live for today, gone tomorrow, Gareth. The little ad lib in on the run as we are ready mm -hmm. for this fight. Um, Jamis is squaring off. The, everyone's gathered, sitting around, and he's just like crouched down. Um, and as we get the crash sound in on the run, uh, he stands up and the fight begins. Um, and yeah, we're getting the clocks going off um for as time starts up as they're just like ducking and weaving fighting each other there's a lot yeah. of like running around the thing about a knife fight is is that it's over as soon as someone lands the first blow <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's like kind of difficult to make this super exciting because as soon as someone gets hit that's it's it you know <laughs> like mm. it's mostly dodging um and uh yeah instead of killing him um like paul is is trained by gurney and by duncan and so he's like a decent fighter and is completely underestimated by uh jamis and so mm. um he manages to um put his blade to uh jamis's neck and says like demands that he yield um which is just not done in the freeman culture like yeah. this is a, a grave insult to uh jamis because effectively he, he's being treated like he's being toyed with um and even stillgar's like what the fuck like is he messing with him this is really nasty and um it, jessica explains that he's never killed anyone before so he's it's mm. legitimate he doesn't want to do it um and yes jamis is getting like more and more worked up just screaming like yelling out this like war cries effectively mm -hmm. um and uh yeah paul uh as we go into the ominous time chords um paul just hears quizats had herak repeated in his mind over and over again as we get more and more flashes of that holy war that is coming 
the burning mm. bodies, etc. And yeah, in one final swift movement, he stabs Jamis, taking him, uh, taking his life, uh, giving him the death uh, that he earned, and um, yeah, earning his mum's protection in that moment. Mm. yeah and, and from like from here on for a little bit we get like it's all slow motion as um paul walks away from the scene because he's sort of in shock in this moment and again his past self like his childhood effectively is killed in this moment like yeah. he's no longer who he was and yeah the freemen are all reaching out to him and putting their hands on his shoulders again this is like very christ analogy here yeah um like touching him as he walks past in slow motion and he's walking towards shani as well who's like his, representing his future out here as well um and yeah uh he's earned his place among the fremen he's like it's a life for a life that's the rules if you want to join the fremen you got to kill a fremen <laughs> which is yeah you know that's how you get less fremen that's not a, a good plan but <laughs> anyway Mm. You don't uh, have to be crazy to work here, but you do have to kill a Freeman. <laughs> yeah, but it's the, on the, all the it's work one of our other t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many. We're just running a mm. sweatshop at this point, Gareth. It's no good. Yeah. Oh, we just sold one of those to the Baron. That's interesting. Oh, weird. Oh. I think he's mm. just going to use it to mop up all the oil, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Jessica is trying to argue... Um, for paul to be taken off worlds because she's like i gotta protect my son uh but paul is the one who says no he refuses mm. to leave um saying that his place is uh with joining the fremen and um fulfilling his father's wishes um to bring peace to arrakis He's, he says that the emperor has sent them here and that here's where they're gonna be like He's not going to defy the emperor, even though like they've betrayed his family. He's like going to utilize this people and learn about them, you know, which is what his yeah. father wanted to do anyway. Um, but yeah, it's he's living that legacy. And yeah, uh, that we see them for the final scene here. Uh, Jamis's body is being carried across the desert in like a weird little like tarp thing. <laughs> um, yeah, then, to keep all its moisture, right? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. And they're, yeah, they're going to the siege and um, Paul sees in the distance uh, a, a Freeman riding on the back of a sandworm. He's got those little hooks in the sandworm yeah. and zooming around. And that's desert power, baby. We're going to ride yeah, the worms. the guitar solo for time is ripping while that yeah. happens. Yeah, hell yeah. Sand surfing. Ooh. Very exciting. <laughs> um as they're looking at this, it's it's a little bit contrived, but Chani comes over and says that this is only the beginning, which is true. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know it's part one. <laughs> like, mm. we get it. We get that there's more. Um, mm. but yeah. She's also wrong. It's the middle of track three of Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> exactly. The it's not. I guess we're still side one, Chani, but you know. Um, mm. Yeah, they are traveling on. We see Paul smiling. Which is weird, <laughs> after, right yeah. after killing a guy. It's like, okay. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. They're, uh, we're getting the the lines in, in time here as we wrap up the the, the movie. Uh, you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, Gareth. And how did it yeah. sink? 
What did you think? How did it sink? I fucked up my final line. <laughs> oh, your catchphrase. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's because I, you know, the pressure was on. You had to use my rejected catchphrase from the start of last year where I kept trying to intro the show. If you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. You see, it's just too much pressure. Hello, That's why hello, I had to abandon hello. it. Oh, <laughs> for the real ones, that catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, but what did we think? How did it sink? Mm. I mean, look, cast your mind back to the 70s. Okay. Dark Side of the Moon has just hit. It's out on vinyl and cassette. People are going nuts. A filmmaker, Alejandro Hodorowski, comes to Pink Floyd. They're eating their burgers. <laughs> Delicious. He's furious, but he's like, boys, I need you to do the music for the House of Trades. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to say it. Look, I could never make a film like The Holy Mountain. Yeah. But on this topic, I know more than Alejandro, and he was wrong. Whoa. House of Trades, no sinks for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Paul had to abandon these ways to get the sinks. Like, the Fremen have sinks. But mm. he also has to look maybe to the other side, because the biggest sinker- with his little propeller hat, <laughs> was, of course, the Baron. The Baron's the one, like, ah. giving a look when you hear a ka-ching. He's rising up to On the Run. He's like... Yeah. Uh, he kills Yue to race towards an early grave. Yeah. He's, he's listening to the Floyd in his oily bath. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's also... It's not his film. It might be... The sequel yeah. might be his film. Who's to say? But... It's not his film, so that's... be a weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's from all the about Baron's how he's right, and we're like, wait, what? They're like, yeah. oh, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's, you know, the loose... That's all my visions. I don't know what one that makes, will come to pass. That makes perfect yeah, sense to me, feeling? man. Like, yeah, I'm right mm. there with you. It's the Baron's show, apparently. Um... But, like, he is making up not much of the film. Like, mm. we, we've sort of solidified that his vision of Dune, his perspective is perfect synced. Perfectly synced yeah. with the album Dark Side of the Moon. But we don't, mm. we, we only get him for a few scant scenes with Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we can't go very high. I think I said last mm. time I was, like, at four or five on the last play, but I feel like we've gone down a bit. I think we should go three for Dune. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we've seen the Baron's vision of what he thinks this movie is. And that movie is Avatar, but starring Mm -hmm. the Baron. (laughs) And (laughs) Avatar got an eight. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was right. There we go. In fact, maybe his, his vision was March of the Penguins where he just looked at the um, people who live somewhere, kill themselves. Who's to say? Yeah. Um, just being bemused. In a horrific wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his vibe. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking it's a three. And uh, I feel like I've been, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't have had the sun. You know, we should have produced only women for Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe this movie wasn't the chosen one we thought it was. Maybe not. But, maybe not. But yeah. that's okay. You know, it's okay. We've got to see it fall like the Atreides. You mm. know, we've got to, we got to, we put in the work and we figured it out. You know, we put our heads together. 
Um, yeah. So there you go. Put it on the graph. Put it in your copy book. Um, yeah. Oh, well, cool. Um, <sighs> but, we- but, like, let's imagine a world where this movie did come together Ooh. to honor Pink Floyd. Okay. It's our favorite segment. It's what characters in this film would you put in a Pink Floyd cover band? Yes. Okay. I'm ready to do this. Um, Good. I've got the characters in front of me. I'm going to, I'm going if on vocals, I'm putting Duncan Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because you can't not. With a name like that, he's got to be your front mm. man. He has to be. Um, so he's on the vocals for sure. Um, I feel like uh, we need Kynes on the drums because she did that sweet bit where she was beating out that beat. Mm. You know, she's got the rhythm to attract the worm, and that's what I need in my in my band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got her. Yeah, we've got her on the drums. 100%. Her slash him, depending on if you have got book Kynes versus movie Kynes. Um, mm. On the keys, I want uh, I want Thufa. The the Mentat. Mm-hmm. I want him on the keys. He's got all he'll be surrounded by all the instruments and know how to use every one. Um that's what I want from him and a cage of keyboards. Uh he's instead of studying like maths and accounting, he's just been <laughs> studying music instead. Give me the music mentat, that's what I want. Oh, instead of Spotify, it's just a mentat. On bass. I want Zendaya on bass. <laughs> I want Shani yes. on the bass. Get her in there. Um, just crushing it. And uh, lead guitar, we've got to have Gurney. <laughs> yeah. Lead guitar and uh-huh. backup vocals from Gurney. He, like, refuses to sing on most tracks, but he's the one doing all the, like, little indent, uh, <laughs> like, spoken word stuff. Mm. That's him. He's in there. That's my lineup. <laughs> That's... Honestly, I'm not faulting that at all. I'm, if I may, like, mm-hmm. like someone who's done all the work, all the work in the group project. I think I just want to co-sign yours. I don't want to like. Hell yeah, yeah. I'll take I'm it. I'm gonna also steal your A plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy to provide. Like much of my university oh. career, Gareth. That's uh, <laughs> so it goes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to like. Hmm. Maybe, maybe they can use the pain box. Like they stick a microphone in that, and they get their like. Oh. That's where they get on the run. Yeah, that is where they get on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely where they get say. the clocks. Yeah, the crash sound is just getting stabbed by the gom jabar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. The money baseline is just um. They've put down the piano from Big, mm. and they set it to sound like a bass, and then someone still walk um. Sand walking over it. Yeah, that's so how they, they get do that, it. That seven four rhythm. Seven four. Yeah, yeah. Seven four is uh, is the sand walk time signature. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's why Earth is safe from our many sandworms. Is because Pink Floyd. Oh. They laid down a hit seven four song <laughs> that's probably played on rock radio at least once a day. Yeah. To keep us safe. That is the best excuse for money being on Dark Side of the Moon I've ever heard, Gareth. We've finally yeah. justified that track. Yeah, you know that one track that doesn't fit the vibe of the rest of the album? Yeah. It's keeping us safe. <laughs> it's the one holding back the the enemies at the door. It's it's yeah. keeping it, keeping the people of Earth safe 
from a worm and menace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, thank you, Pink Floyd. Thank you. Thank you. And to an, in order to help you protect us from the worms, we're going to continue. Mm-hmm. 2020 June, Dark Side of the June, learn more about the worms by uh, taking a little trip to the 80s. Yeah. To visit our dear friend David Lynch and his his brave attempt to make Dune into a movie. Mm. Maybe it'll sink better. We're going to see more Baron, for sure. See more Freeman. Oh. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Who's to say? We're we'll going to meet out. all kinds of characters that people have talked about that we've never um, met in these films. And they're going to be played by some pretty different actors. <laughs> I cannot wait. I've kept myself in yeah. the dark completely, so I'm very excited. So you know nothing about this version, right? I know nothing except that it's it's made by David Lynch and that it's got um, uh, old mate from Twin Peaks as uh, as Paul. Um, yeah, but that's it. Ah, oh, excellent! I will look forward to being your tour guide through the cosmos for this. Please, please. Um, as weirdly, I've chosen this to be the Dune I know more about. <laughs> Hell chosen yeah. this to be my personality <laughs> excellent oh, cool yes. until then sink floyd on twitter on uh, at gmail.com sink floyd pod at gmail.com sorry mm. um sink floyd pod are we sink floyd at at sink floyd on twitter or are we at sink floyd pod on twitter i think we are at sink pod. floyd pod my friend oh there we go okay on yeah. the youtube on letterboxd on all the good stuff um yeah catch us uh send us that uh sweet drawing of a worm um and mm, i will be please. thrilled to bits um yeah see you next week yeah. <laughs> yeah oh we'll see you then and until then and i'm very excited to say it we'll see you on the dark side of the dune on the dark side of the dune it's really hot <laughs> like e- even though it's the dark side it's still quite hot yeah. It's got the residual yeah. heat. Exactly. Yeah. Arrakis is warm. Get your get your sand suits. <laughs> your sand suits. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Alright. Dang it, they're called stilt suits, aren't they? <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> because uh, I almost said stilt walk earlier. Stilt walk. Oh, uh, would it be better? Would have been better if they were all on stilts. Hey. Now you're talking a film I'm still trying to write. <laughs> Oh, Stilt World. I forgot. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. All right. (laughs) I hope that all made it in. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.